Introducing your host, this week on this week's show, we are going to be talking about the latest, biggest updates on the Phantom. We are also going to be joined by Sam Burra about his new Kickstarter campaign, There's an Alien in My Toilet. And we have the best entertainment for your Sunday night. So, first things first, how are you going, Sam? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. This week, as pictured up on the screen right now, a few publications. I think last week we obviously seen, the last couple of weeks we saw, as I said last week on the show, I think we saw a few publications. One of the latest comics that came out, I think, yeah, it was last week, not this week, but last week. We saw this comic. It came out, I would say, mid-February. So... It came out, but it came out with a delay. So that comic got delayed, I think, by a week or so. So supposedly this week we're supposed to be having a new comic for the Phantom fans come out this week. And that cover, that cover. Oh, I'm with this cover that's coming out. What, it's number 1912, issue number 1912. I've seen pictures from a person on Facebook. In my opinion on the cover, I don't, I don't, until I have it in my hands, until I have the book in my hands, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, the cover is what I would call it. It has a lot going for it. Like, I think one of the cover artists that has done the cover, actually has done the cover, I think is Luca Berta, which he's, he's, he's an amazing artist that does stuff for the Phantom. Like, He's been working on the Phantom, I think, since 2019 slash 2020. Um, but this cover, it has, as I said, it has a lot going for it. And it's with the Hell story being the focus of this week's issue. Now, this cover, I don't, I don't feel like I am super excited. I don't feel like I am really enjoying the cover. And most of the time, I, I would say, I think last week's issue, I was amazed by the level of the level of expertise in the lettering. I was amazed by the cover art and a few other things. Now, coming up in this week's show, we are going to be talking about Sly Barry, the artist that worked on The Phantom for three decades, is going to be doing NFTs. And we're going to be talking about that. We've got the first episode premieres this week and my thoughts on the new podcast that I think premiered on February the 15th. We're going to be talking to Sam Vera about his new Kickstarter campaign. And we're also going to be talking about what is happening in the new story for The Phantom. So, as you probably know, I've heard David Barry and Sly Barry, one of the biggest family trios that has worked on The Phantom. Like, I think when we go back to, I think, Seymour Barry's first story, obviously it was published in 1961. We go back to that. He's After that, he does three decades of stories, three decades of doing art for The Phantom. And currently, right now, one of the biggest families to have worked on the Phantom, now is going to be, now because I'm writing this script on Fridays, I write the Friday script, and what I'm 
usually doing them. I'm writing the script on a Friday, but like I, in the morning, I've woken up to 20 plus text messages from this fan, phantom Facebook group. Now, just after 3 p.m., I've had a talk. I've learned that this trio is wanting to make Sly Barry's art as a thing called NFTs. Now, if you don't know what an NFT is, it's a non-fungible token. So it's to do with that thing called crypto. Um, my point that I'm getting to is that you're making a piece of art, a piece of art of a copyrighted character such as the Phantom. Then you are not going to be able you you if you're got a character that is copyrighted material, copyrighted character which is the Phantom, you're not going to be able to make money off the character because just because you're an artist who is associated with the character doesn't mean that you are based doesn't mean you have rights to it doesn't mean that you're able to do your own thing with the character even though that you've had 30 years of experience with the character you've been doing the stories the art for 30 years doesn't mean you have entitlement to the character everyone has entitlement to the character but they have to do it in the right way they have to go through all the steps to make sure that they're not going to get into any the legal factors to it um yeah i think i think if you're wanting to make money off these sales then you're going to have to get king features to you're going to have to get King Features approval to do this, I guess, because obviously with this character, this character was created by Lee Falk. It's you're only associated with the character, so that then means that you you're only associated with the character. So, as always, King Features always like to say, "Can we have a slice of the pie?" Now that's my rant over on this topic. I know that. I think when I was talking about this in the Facebook group, oh, um, it didn't get heated, but it definitely, it definitely, I think today sparked a couple of messages. But anyways, I don't actually, I don't, I don't get scared about people who are wanting, say they're wanting to do something positive for the character. That's okay. But if you're making money off the character with, you only being associated with the character if you're making money off the character and you have nothing to do with it right now and you're just selling the character as is and you're just making art for the fans for free then you're going to have a big problem moving on on a lighter side you know the podcast po podcast i was talking about last week yeah they have a new episode coming out my reaction to this episode as you would expect because the show slash podcast is done by a radio station, I think, in Sydney, Australia. So, this podcast, it's a new podcast that came out on the 15th of February. It's the Phantom Never Dies podcast. It is the level of production that has went into this podcast. I think you would sort of expect that because it's been a radio station. Um, the level of production that's gone into this is magnificent um and i think 
obviously you're gonna have to put a lot of work into the scripting of the episodes the sound design is pretty and cool and getting the media resources from the likes of comic book historians to collectors and so on i think today i think we saw i was reading on facebook i think we saw um the guy that i interviewed a couple of weeks ago kevin kevin patrick um he actually posted on his facebook page and i think he he was going along the lines of he's he this this guy kevin patrick he's involved with the podcast so that's pretty cool um getting people say like ordinary creators and ordinary collectors to partake in the episodes of the podcast is just awesome i think it's a great thing to have a positive impact and try and get more people who love the character and get more people who want to read it. Next up, we are talking to Sam Vera about his new Kickstarter campaign, There's an Alien in My Toilet. The first question is, can you tell the viewers what your Kickstarter campaign is about and what your brand new character is about? Uh, the Kickstarter basically is launching issue number one of There's an Alien in My Toilet. And uh, basically, it's about this egocentric, thinks he knows it all, alien, full of life, um, a little arrogant, um, who was tasked with coming to Earth on a secret mission to determine if we're a threat to his homeworld of Uranus. And so, uh, for the moment he boards the ship, you know, in his haste and arrogance, he realizes um, midway he forgot to refuel, so he crash lands on Earth. Uh, refusing to admit defeat, um, he uh, basically he chalks it up as part of his plan to infiltrate Earth's defenses. Um, and it starts from there, and he has to now evade Earth's simple creatures, um, and he somehow makes it into a home where there's a chihuahua named Herman who thinks that dude is a talking jalapeno. And, uh, and then it begins from there. So there are organizations that are trying to find where this ship landed, um, you know, and it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it spins off. Um, it's a 10-part miniseries. The punchline is in issue 10, um, and it's an all-ages slapstick humor comedy series. And every issue has four pages of uh, word puzzles, trivia, um, activities, uh, so that the whole family can get around and, and, it, and basically do the encourages learning. Okay, so question number two is what sort of inspirations did you have when you started the creative process? Uh, for me, I've been inspired by uh, Charles Schultz, you know, Peanuts. Yeah, um, he's awesome. You know, yeah, Jim Stalin, um, Jim Henson, you know, it was a Fraggle Rock, Garfield, um, you know, the Dark Crystal, uh, you know, E.T., science fiction uh, related. And, uh, you know, ALF was my one of my biggest, uh, my favorite shows. Um, in fact, you know, ALF is right here. So he was the, he was the best. Um, so I was inspired by a lot of sci-fi and humor. And uh, that's what uh, intrigued me about um, wanting to create my own stories. Does that have, like, I guess the character is obviously to do with sci-fi and interplanetary missions, but, like, does that have, do you have any inspirations from movies or TV shows or anything like that? I know you, you just say, you just saw and showed us one of the inspirations, but is there any other, um, is there any other movies or TV shows that inspired you? Oh, inspired me, yes. But there's a TV show called Too Close for Comfort. Um, 
and it was there was a father named Henry who was a uh, comic strip artist, and he drew a comic strip called Cosmic Cow. That was the one. That was the when I was a kid, I realized, oh, you can actually make money doing this. I didn't associate what I saw on TV with actually somebody doing it, and that's when I started uh, asking my mom about, hey, you know, how can I do that? Um, but uh, movies like The Dark Crystal. Um, the Neverending Story, Star Wars, uh, you know, Dune, um, Fraggle Rock, The Muppets, uh, you know, it's, I mean, you can go, I go on and on, um, you know, the, um, the animated series, Lord of the Rings, when I saw that, that was, you know, the, the movies, um, and then when the life action movie came out, I was just hooked. Uh, so I just love the world of creation and fantasy and being able to just, you know, Think of anything and and bring it to life. I think, like, I guess when I first watched, I guess the Lord of the Rings, it's amazing how much how much effort went into that those movies, and it's amazing how much um, how how high quality it is. It was fantastic. I mean, I think you know Peter Jackson he elevated the game of movie um, uh, making, and that's which sparked Game of Thrones, right? You know, yeah. so, you know, there's always got to be somebody to raise the bar. Like, George Lucas raised the bar in filmmaking when it came to sci-fi adventure, oh. right? Yeah, Star Wars. And so then you have, you know, Peter Jackson took it at a whole new level. I mean, and um, so I think when when I sat in the cinema with my buddies, because my friend stood in line for three, day, three days to get the tickets, right? So he was camped out. So every day I'd bring him food and whatever. So he held the spot for all of us. And then, uh, then the day of, we all got in line and we went in. And I can tell you, I had goosebumps. And, um, you know, I was glued to it. And I must have seen, you know, the first one like a thousand times. And it was just like, I couldn't, you, you, you can watch it 10 times over and see something new each time. Yeah. I think that's the same with The Hobbit. Um, you can watch... Yes any of those films and still be amazed how good they are. Yes. Fantastic. I think question number three is, are you the sole creator or are other people involved in the, this comic series? I am the writer, creator and artist on the series. I have a colorist and I have a letterer. Um, and then I have guest cover artists. So uh, George Medina did one of the covers and Masiak Empro, um, from Poland, he did another cover, um, but all the other covers are by me. The interior arts by me, and the stories by me. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think because I'm just going to say this: How is it in Texas? Like I'm seeing all the colorful backgrounds that is uh, being showed in the background of <laughs> me doing this in interview and this meeting with you. Um, but what what's the inspiration for having like a sci-fi inspired background? Well, right now I'm in this. I, I am in the space station because we have the Kickstarter and Duty's father, who's the yeah. Emperor of Uranus. He refuses to allow me back to Earth until we make our goal. So I have to stay on the space station with him in orbit until um, he makes his goal, so that Duty can return back to Uranus safely. So I'm actually abducted. So I'm <laughs> in the. Yeah. You know, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, question number four is. If the audience decided to want to support the new Kickstarter campaign, how can they? Oh, it's available internationally. Um, you can either get a digital copy where you don't have to worry about freight costs because the freight costs are the most expensive part of the yeah. campaign for international. So you can ask, you can get a digital copy of the books or you can get it a physical one. It'll be shipped no matter what. Um, 
or anywhere around the world, but you, you would just have to incur the cost of the shipping. Um, I think when we've actually seen new comics and new creators creating new characters, um, do you have like a email list or like a thing how people can get notified on when a new issue comes out or something like yes. that? Yeah, so if, uh, if you go to icreatestories.com um, uh, and, you, and the, on the main page it says sign up for the newsletter, um, you'll, I, I put out a monthly newsletter with uh, everything that's happening, whether I'm going to be at a convention or if I have a campaign or a new book coming out. That is, that, I would say that's pretty interesting. So if you've got, like, I'm just going to ramble on here, but if I think it's in, pretty interesting that you've got someone that's creating a new character, a new, ca a new character and a new comic. And it's just interesting how people do the, the creative process and all that sort of stuff. But I guess lastly on the show, we are going to be talking about what is happening in the current story of the Phantom. So in the last few stories, we have seen, we have been seeing continuation stories. So, I guess in April, April 2021, we saw the first glimpse at what we were going to see in the next, what, couple of months. So I guess in, you fast forward that to, I think, October or September, and there's a bit in the frame where it changes from the real world to a person who's developing a story and talking about a story and it goes on from there. I think the Phantom, he then in that vision, he goes and tries to save this character called Savannah Devi. Now, story-wise, the script's history is going to be changed in the next couple of months, even the next year or so. I think this so-called vision, the Phantom, which is being told by the Medicine Man and the jungle historian, Old Man Moz, I think it's it's pretty cool. I guess you've got a person not well. It's this person is related to the character, but you've got a person who's now writing in the Chronicles his own sort of chapter in the Chronicles, which in the this character's history hasn't happened. I don't think that the last time I saw in this character's history this happening. I don't think I've actually seen it. I guess I don't. Even, been following the character for like the last six years so how am i supposed to know if the character has this has happened or not um but currently we're in a point where the fan the current phantom has told savannah where his 2b successor is which is in the shivering himalayas and for the last week or so as i'll be showing up on the screen right now we have seen flashback after flashback. I think in the last week or so, I guess flashbacks, they do add to the story. They, well, if you take, you take, you say a movie and I don't know, there's a movie before it and it's like a continuation movie. So you've seen the second movie in that series. They bring you back to what has happened in the first one. So you get to see flashbacks on what has already happened. And it just adds sort of a, it, firstly it adds a nostalgia sort of bit to it. So you can flash back to what had happened in 
I think the 1970s or 1960s, and then you can do what Mike Manley is doing, and he can just do like a cinematic style story, which with fantastic art by him. I think very soon we're going to possibly seeing a change in the mantle, we're going to possibly see a change in circumstances, or a whole change to the plot. I think with all this new stuff that's coming out for the Phantom and for the fans, it's going to be, like I think Chronicle Chambers said on Facebook, it's going to be very hard to choose which things they people and fans are going to buy. But I guess you're, if you're looking at the daily newspaper right now, if you're looking at the dailies that are coming out every week, Kit's age is one of the big points to look at. I think if you're looking at the age bracket of what Kit's, Kit Walker is in, there, I reckon there would be a possibility of a change. So Kit right now, I think he be, he's in his, what, early 20s, mid 20s. Um, so there's a possibility there's going to be a change. Um, there's also a possibility there's going to be a grunge, a grudge between the Phantom and the Captain Savannah if Zavanna does something in leading up to the next couple stories in the next couple of months because you never know if this happens if the thing I'm thinking of happens it could all go splat in the Phantom's face so and with his actions being his downfall I think that's a big certainty if you've got with his actions that his vision has he is basically told Savannah where his successor has, is, is, his successor is, but he's not thinking of the consequences. I guess if you enjoyed the, tonight's show, you can support us through our socials, being Instagram at Fa Phantom Cave Reviews and on Facebook at Phantom Cave. Now, if you would like to support Sam, how could they... Um, get in touch for you just one more last time. Uh, I create stories.com um, and that and that's my website and on the main page is a link to that'll take you directly to the Kickstarter for There's an Alien in My Toilet. And if you are on YouTube, you can always subscribe and comment what is your opinion on the evolving situation surrounding Slyberry and David in their venture in the world of NFTs. And as always, Keep fans and Caven, and we'll see you next week on The Enthusiast.